There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hi, talkers. It is four minutes after five o'clock, and we are hanging out with Lori and Julia. We've got some Hollywood news to get to. What is in store for us now? Well, the gossip that gave us so much delight when it was filming uh, last winter with uh, Glenn Powell, Top Gun, and also Hidden Figures star. Uh, He was making a movie Down Under with Sidney Sweeney. Yes. Whoa, my gosh. Oh, those two. Those two. They were they went on and off set, and he broke up with his girlfriend, and she was shady about Sydney Sweeney, and then Sydney made a point of showing up with her Ring. old fugly fiance, who's like yeah, twenty two years older than she needs to dump him. I he hope was, she has. He was bad. Please, do. please, please do. yeah, because she's twenty five, twenty six. She's in, uh, you know, the Rolling Stones, their first signal off Hackney Diamonds. Yes, she angry. Is. She's the girl in the convertible as it's going down Sunset Boulevard. That anyway, makes me so happy. <laughs> we get a little tease of the movie, Anyone But You. It opens in AMC Theaters December 22nd. And I did not know that it's a loose, modern retelling of, the, of Much Ado About Nothing, Shakespeare. Uh, Much oh. like 10 Things I Hate About You yes, was a loose... Yes. It also felt like the proposal a little bit. Right, but yeah. I'm, I'm making yeah. it my Shakespeare. Yeah. So 10 Things I Hate About You was um, the modern retelling of Taming of the Shrew. Right. So sometimes like people go, oh, I don't like Shakespeare, but yet we still draw on some of these themes. So I didn't know that. And it's directed by Will Gluck, who directed Easy A. Okay. Great oh, movie. and I love that movie. Emma, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. The movie's official tagline, if you want to look at this, it's posted. Oh. When college arch nemesis reunite years after graduation for a destination wedding, they pretend to be a couple for their own personal reasons. Okay. Yeah. Just like much I do yeah, about it. Yeah. But through pretending they actually fall in love. The cool thing about this uh, trailer, too. There, lots of eye candy. Glenn oh, yeah. Powell without his shirt off for most of it. Because they're Cindy at a wedding, Sweeney a destination and, oh, wedding. Oh, and the very first scene, they're taking a sunset sailboat ride. That's awesome. Let's just pretend we're together. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, so anyway. It's, it looks good. It does. It does. Eye candy. Anyway, so they're going to be like butt heads, not get along, and then fall in love. The yeah. story of Much Ado About Nothing. The story that we see in a lot of yeah. rom-coms. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I just Graham printed out for me, Lori, the other day, um, the tw- 2023 Hallmark Christmas movie, uh-huh. How to 
prepare your calendar to watch all 40 of them. Oh, my gosh. Which starts, Have by they the way, started? Friday. Friday, they all start yeah. Friday. I got to tell my mom. And But, you know, they have, and you got to, because they are getting mean, because some of them you have to, you know, go through the streaming service, buy their extra Hallmark streaming service, like the one that was yes. filmed in Duluth. Mm-hmm. You can only watch it on the streaming service. The one last year from Duluth, I can't think of the name, but you could Google it. So good. Yes. I love these. Good thing they filmed these so far in advance. Yes, I love these. But anyway. They would not have a season this year. I know. Grant, I love this calendar. It's so funny. So we're ready to go. Was it Rescuing Christmas? Was that the one last year? Maybe. I think so. so. Yeah, that was. They're just good. Yeah. Plus, Duluth is so, what a great place to film a Christmas Yes. Actually, no, that's the new one. That's the new one, Rescuing Christmas. They're similar. It was kind of in the same bar. It's in this one bar that's so darn cute. It was good. Mm -hmm. I liked it. Oh, yeah. Merry Kiss Cam. Yes. And I have to admit, the reason why rom-coms are so wonderful, usually the reason why rom-com books, it's a happy happy ending. ending. There's no stress. You just enjoy it. It unfolds like a lotus. You know, la, la, la. Love it. Well, the other trailer that Grant posted, and this one also opens, uh, this one opens Christmas Day, December Twenty uh, fifth. Um, it's a PG thirteen movie. You read the book, and I don't think I did. The Boys in the Boat, oh. which is inspired by incredible true story. George Clooney, I, I hope, has directed a good movie. I hope so. He deserves one. Lori, the story is so. This would be a perfect Christmas Day movie. Yes, it's an inspirational true story of the nineteen thirty six University of Washington rowing yep. team. That competed for gold at the Summer Olympics in Berlin. Joel Egerton, Calum, Callum Turner is in it. Clooney directed it. And it is based on the number one New York Times bestselling nonfiction novel written by Daniel James Brown, who's from Renton, Washington. The book is so mm-hmm. good. I have the book. Oh, I you need should to just read, read it. it. It's such a quick read, Lori. And, and it's, it's, they're a group of underdogs. Yeah, totally. And mm-hmm. and it's Germany, the height, you know, starting the height of Hitler. Yeah, yeah. And it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And there's, um, it's in Munich. It was the Munich, Munich Games. Yeah. Um, it was, it's, it's just such a story of resilience of what yeah. people used to go through. Yeah. In their lives, the hardships, real serious stuff, not like losing their phone, you know. Just even getting to Berlin oh, to be an Olympic athlete. I'm telling you, it, you had to take a boat. It's like, mm, it's yeah. like, that's just so a that, great book, though. Well, I can't look at this the trailer. One. Look at the trailer. The and I'm going to warn on. people. I'm going to tell people about this in advance because I remember Auntie Marlene and I were looking for something to do one Christmas. I thought, oh, we'll go to a movie. No problem. Oh, a lot of people go to a movie on but Christmas. But they pre book them. Yeah. So pre book your mm-hmm. seats for Christmas yeah. Day. Because we had no, no movies to go to. Except if I'm with my mom at Christmas, yep. we always go to movie Christmas Day. You just have to pre book. We know that. I didn't. We yeah. didn't know it at the time because yeah. it was early on in this pre booking thing. Fandango years. Was- <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Okay, so let's just go back, if you can, Julia, all the way to the gossip year of 2007. And you're watching the Beckham documentary oh, I, I don't know you're gonna want to watch it Lori. okay but let's not digress okay. you've told me that several times i just wanted to remind on, listeners okay, all right you but, little dude. yeah i know but you've like you've like said to me have you watched the Beckhams? i'm like i haven't been home but it's it's good and the ratings i think 
Grant had a story yesterday about like oh, the guns. It, it had the 11 million so viewers let's, in the first let's week. Try and be back on the track I of 2007. Is there. the Beckham documentary? Have they? Have you seen it? Where they made the decision to move to America for his when he joined the LA Galaxy? I haven't made it that far. Oh, and who even knows if it's in there? I would think it would be. Well, because that was a big deal. It was a huge deal, and that was the year I met him. In 2007? Yes. Downtown at Aria. Not Aria, but it was a place that Latin Spanish dancing was going on. I know. Um, I can Come on. It starts it. with an A. That was the year I met him. I still remember what I wore. Yeah. My oh, Monique Lulier top. My it. DBHD Stern earrings from J.B. Hudson. And I had something else to do you that did. I wouldn't cancel. You I wouldn't. And I said, I don't care if I meet David Beckham. Oh, my gosh. He's only the very first oh, picture on our man wall. Oh, I know. God. Okay. So, one of the things... You're watching it. You're ahead of me, so you'll see it ahead of time. But in 2007, if you put on your little gossip rear view uh, window uh-huh. uh, mirror, when he, the Beckhams moved, who were they BFFs with? I already know. Tom and Katie. Tom, Cruz, yeah. and Katie. And they oh, named really? their child, their next child's name is Cruz. Really? Oh, yes. yeah. Totally. I they didn't know that. Were, oh, yeah. And there's pictures of They them. were Look, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. You are correct, Julia. Yes, I saw this. <laughs> and the, they were inseparable, and they were out in public quite a bit. Yep. And you know Tom was trying to recruit them. Bingo. Bingo. Big time. And and Will and Jada Smith were in Scientology at this point in mm-hmm. time. So uh, speaking, a source, now this is coming from the mirror, a source, source told the mirror, but this just sounds like something from Scientology. Tom did everything for the Beckhams when they first moved to L.A. He practically gave them the keys to the city. This is so Scientology. But I so believe this. He you threw, know. He threw them a party to meet everyone important. And the moment they were established, Scientology. they them. They totally did. But no, they didn't because they did not want to join Scientology. They didn't want to go to any classes. They no. didn't want to meet anything. <laughs> and Tom was kind of relentless, is what I'm thinking. And they finally had to start putting on a British stiff upper lip and started being busy. And, I'm and trying- Tom still holds a grudge, even though they all live in London now. There is no friendship there anymore. And apparently... There but, hasn't been for but years. But Victoria's tried to reach out to him because he's no longer with Katie. He does live in England, in London. Uh-huh. She'd hoped to rebuild it, that he wouldn't hold it personally against him. Not going to happen. Religion is bigger than his personality. It is. Religion he's still is his angry life. and has no intentions of being no. friends again. I believe this 100%. Yeah, Tom thinks they should have tried harder. In other words, Tom was not successful getting them in Scientology. No. And I guess he was so insistent wow. about I'm it. I'm sure he was yeah. because think of the time. I mean, that's 2007, 2007 is also. Well, 2006 was when he married Katie Holmes. Yep. And that's when Leah, and Leah Remini asked at the wedding in, in, in Italy, where is Shelly, mm-hmm. the leader, David Mescovage's wife, wife, the leader of Scientology, this intimate group of friends, where's Shelly? Right. And wow. she was kidnapped now according to her language, mm-hmm. and brought to the clear water hole and had to pay under the $1,000. Yeah, <gasps> for questioning where, where her friend of 15 years had been. Why isn't she at the wedding? So anyway, to me, and, the Beckhams... And Muscovish was with another woman. 
Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. sure he yes. was. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the Beckhams are, they don't care you, one way or another, but I'll be curious how it's, if we'll see any pictures of them or if they're just going to present it more from the sports angle of he moved there. I don't think we see the Scientology angle, but I've seen no, the but pictures. I mean the yeah. Tom Cruise. But I will say this about David and Victoria Beckham. They are true to the queen. I mean, this is, they are. He stood in line. I know he did. He to is, pay his respects for like, remember like 16 they hours. Are, they are English. They're monarchists. They're monarchists. Uh, they're English. Yeah. This is their home country. Yeah. And it comes across in their thing. Well, pay attention to when they get the LA Galaxy years and that, mm-hmm. whatever part that is. Mm-hmm. So maybe it can. They're still in Spain right now. Okay. So we got a couple, we got a couple mm-hmm. more episodes. All right. Not really. We, there's only four total. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Well, then maybe it's going to be in the last one. All right. Listen, uh, we will be right back with the Dirt Alert. Grant here for Hoffman Weber Construction. They're your hometown licensed experts when it comes to anything when it, your home for your home exterior needs, like uh, windows, siding, roofing, doors, gutters, and now even solar. But the big thing is, is winter is just around the corner, and you don't want to leave these jobs over the wintertime. You want to get this stuff done, and you have enough time right now just to get them done before winter comes. So reach out to Jason and the sales team. They're going to come out for a quick in-home consultation, set you up. All you have to do is call your insurance company. They're going to deal with all the headaches that come with the insurance company after that, and then you're going to have a beautiful home exterior facelift. But I want to tell you about Dawn, who had an amazing experience with Hoffman Weber Construction. She said, Aaron is by far the best sales, one of the best sales professionals that I've worked with in the home construction sector. We had hail damage in a recent storm, and Aaron was very thorough in taking photos and educating us on the next steps. He even served as a liaison for us with our homeowner's insurance and combed through every detail, ensuring nothing was missed. And if you want to have the same experience that Aaron did with Hoffman Weber Construction, reach out to hwconstruction.com. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, Grant, what do you got? Well, we've got some dirt uh, surrounding the SAG after strike. Yesterday, I told you guys a little bit that uh, George Clooney, Emma Stone, Ben Affleck, Tyler Perry, Scarlett Johansson, they met with SAG after leaders, Frank Dresser, to mm-hmm. kind of discuss where negotiations are. And now they also, we have come to learn today that they've come up with some of their own ideas on how to take you know, this thing to the next step. Okay. And I'm going to give you some of these details. So uh, a zoom meeting was on Tuesday and basically this new, it's a groundbreaking proposal. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm going to start out with the first one. So the offer that the actors are offering is that it would remove the $1 million cap on membership dues to the union in an effort to bring residual system to streaming. The stars also have proposed a formula that would make the lowest names on the call sheet who who need the money the most to be the first ones to be paid. Mm-hmm. So essentially that would be, you know, that wouldn't be the high stars. They would get paid second, correct? Because probably the studios are saying, well, we're paying you $20 million to star in this. I mean, I can just I hear. Can. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Yes, the man in yes. suits are thinking. Yes. So the idea of, of the fact that people that 
multi-million dollar stars who already make you know the majority of the money if they're willing they're sharing with sag after here's something you can use as leverage this thing is that we're going to we're going to flip our dynamics in the union about what we're charging and how that's how that could impact are they that's something that's it's a, like worth about it's about 150 million dollars of concession in three years so basically wow. that would allow for each year over that would bring over 50 million dollars to the union annually with mm-hmm. this new flip and that's well over 150 million over the next three years yes. so that's a large amount of money like you said yes by flipping the script like like yes and the act Actors are, you know, that's it's. I mean, that should put the 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 leaderboard, you know, Fran and whoever is on the team when they meet with um, the American Film and Television producers. Right. That's, that's, that's significant. Very yeah. Wow. So these negotiations are are ongoing. No, they're not negotiating right now. This they is, will be ongoing is what once they get together. They're not at the table currently. Sag after is letting us know yes, this yes. via all the trades so, that this is one of the things so that of course that's another way of negotiating. Yes. Yes. But Bob Iger and all these people, Ted Sarandos, they okay, that's we should take a look a hard look at that because they're Yeah. So they wanted to show and then and following that up that they said that they wanted to show that we're all in this together to find ways to help close the gap on actors who are not getting paid. So it's 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 a strong it's a strong stance to take. I think it's a good yeah. one and it's very interesting. I mean they the act that SAG after has definitely shown that they're willing to make moves here and the studios have not. Yeah. I would say. Um, but on that same note, uh, this is uh, interesting. SAG-AFTRA has issued a strict Halloween costume guideline for striking actors because mm. of the fact that, you know, like Barbie, huge. I know huge your costume. Go- Wednesday. Costume. Wednesday Adams, you know, Elvis, per mm-hmm. se, for the Elvis movie. A lot of these costumes were going to be big for these actors to potentially go out in, in Hollywood and wear. They're not allowed to wear them. Oh. They are saying that they want, they are, they cannot wear anything related to any movie character. It has to be generic, like ghosts, zombies, They spiders. were probably getting asked about it because right. people were like, well, I'd be promoting the Barbie movie for Barbie and Ken or I'm weird Barbie or whatever. Right. So they had to issue this guidelines so that the SAG after member knows what the stance is of the union. Yeah, and it's funny though, but the uh, Variety brought an article also too that talked about how so there's this Studio A24 which has agreed to terms with all the actors. So they are allowed to that's why Studio A24 is allowed to make their movies. Part of that Studio A24 is Baz Lorman's um mm. Elvis. Mm-hmm. So you could technically dress or not Bos Lorman's Elvis but Priscilla yeah. is part of Studio A24. So technically you could dress as Elvis from the Studio A24 but you can't dress as Bos Lorman's Elvis played by Austin Butler yeah. because that's a different studio. So there is a there's this kind of uh, gray area with that whole situation. Well, A24, no, they made their movies under the terms that SAG after is asking for. Exactly. So that's so why that's they why have why the they waiver. Allow. Absolutely. That's why yeah. So there's just kind of this weird like you can't do it, but if you wanted to pick something from their studio possibly. This is very interesting. So Vanity Fair is prepping to publish a deeply reported probe into the complicated relationships between Bravo and its stars and the Real Housewives franchise. Sources say... That and they go deep. I mean, Lori, you know that. They do... Love Island. I remember that story. Love Island. How it became a TV... They did this whole thing about how it became this hit show, sex, fame, but also a lot of tragedy. Mm-hmm. Love Island. That was uh, last 
fall. That was an excerpt that and they Love had. Love is Blind is also going through the situation with some sexual harassment going on. Right, but, that's but there's Netflix. no, but no yeah. in-depth story. No. I'm just saying they know how to do a heavy weight pop culture story. Yeah, and, and being that this is with Bravo, Universal NBC, they've, we've, we've known that Universal NBC is going to be getting some sort of look into this. But uh, sources say that a reporter... Uh, for the Framed magazine has been interviewing cast members and other sources around the Real Housewives franchise for six months now, and that a piece is slated to appear in the next coming weeks. And we're told that the article is expected to delve into highly demanding work lives of the Real Housewives stars, what they trade in terms of their privacy, their image, and even their mental health and relationship with alcohol in order to keep their much-coveted and highly often high-paid role. Well, because... Bravo would have uh, protocols and guidelines for addressing all that stuff. And according to Bethany Frankel, it's real loosey-goosey the way it is with the constant. So they're looking in on that business side, and then they're asking different Bravo... Liberties. Yeah, Bravo stars to reflect on their experience. And in retrospect, was it worth it? So this is going to be in the December issue. I can't wait to read very it. Very juicy. Very can't juicy. Can't wait to read it because it's what, you know, they do vigorous wide-range reporting. Bandy they do. Fair they do. Yes, they do. I just read another. Smaller print, though. Yeah, I know. I just read another <laughs> one about this guy in New York. It was in the issue with Barbara Streisand who pretended to be a Rothschild. Oh, and oh, kind con. of like Anna, Anna. inventing Anna. Yeah. Oh, oh my god! It's amazing how quickly people will believe you have money oh. when you can flash like you have money and you dazzle with the name because the Rothschild family literally invented banking. Yes. They have a lot of money wow. and there's a lot of them. I didn't. Oh, yeah. yeah. And a lot of I times they, they will use another name instead of their last name. So that so people keep the don't ask them for money. For money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's why they say if you win the lottery, right. don't tell anybody. Anyway. But we'll wrap All this right, derlet. so that's going to be probably December issue of yeah, Vanity Fair. December issue, and it's going to be very, like you said, it's going to be juicy. So uh, to wrap this one up here with the little bit of time we have left, there was some rumors that Daniel Radcliffe was set to play the iconic role of Wolverine in the new MCU franchise. But Daniel Radcliffe was put uh, to a lie detector test for Vanity Fair. And he said that is 100% not true. His family were very (laughs) healthy individuals, and he is ripped, though. If you look at him lately, he is jacked, and he looks like I think he's on Broadway. He's on Broadway. He's got another show about, uh, like, it's like a a play on, like, vampires Mm -hmm. or something. But he looks identical to Wolverine. He's ripped like Wolverine, but he said he wasn't going to, and he passed the lie detector test. So (laughs) no Wolverine for Daniel Radcliffe. That's just ridiculous. (laughs) Ridiculous at like it is, but when you see the picture and if you look at Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, I can see why people are asking. But yes, that is your my talk uh, five twenty dirt alert. I got a theory, all right. What's it gonna be? I got a theory thanks to frontiers and robotics and AI because AI is in the news, and I thought I should go through that thing. You know, on the plane, robotics and AI. I tend to push it away oh god yeah okay okay Okay, but ai everybody's talking about ai robotics ai linkedin has eliminated a gob of jobs that ai is going to take over i'm like so guess i'm paging through frontiers and robotics and ai as one does 
uh, when you're flying west. And I, <laughs> I, my eyes are drawn to something called social loafing. And I thought, Whoa, gee, I wonder sounds, what a, that is. I got to write it down. I kind of like the name of it. Okay. And I thought social loafing is something that like you and I sometimes do with social media. We just kind of forget to go to it or do anything. I or think post we're anything. protecting our mental health. There right? you go. That's, so that's I, what I, I, I don't got even think social. it's loafing. I think it's protecting our and mental it, health. I, but I'm just saying, yeah. I thought that's what it was. Yeah. Guess what? Social loafing is not that. Social loafing is where people exert less effort in group settings because they feel their contributions won't be noticed. Basically, my entire school education, if I was afraid to raise my hand. <laughs> no, I'm I, social loafing in I, the back. Don't I call kinda, on me. I kind of like this. I know what they're talking about. I yes. Know. Okay. And, I mean, we just were in a group setting last week. And I remember a couple times thinking, maybe they won't call on me to play pickleball. Maybe I won't really have to practice and they won't <laughs> notice how bad I am. But there's no way to do that. No. Social loafing was not an option last week. But I see this, you know, sometimes there's too many people talking and you're just like, I, I'm not going to be heard. I'm just going to sit back. Yes, yes. And teamwork is a, it's a mixed blessing because sometimes working together motivates people to perform, but it also can cause social loafing because okay. we're hoping somebody else. So the th- the study that they, to test their theory is that they found particular, and this was done at the Technical University of Berlin. Um, they tested it with the idea of, they showed people blurred images of circuit boards. Okay. For defects. And the images would so only. I'm looking at. Per- I'm looking at circuit boards. Like looking I can't at a think of circuit board. Okay. Okay. And half of the <laughs> participants, so it said, but your circuit board has already been inspected by a robot named Panda. Okay. Wow. Okay. And what they found is that people get infinitely more lazy when they work alongside specific when they've been told the robot has looked at this. Oh, I won't really have to look at this. Social oh. loafing came into play. It's a looking but not seeing effect. If so, you know, if so if I'm if I'm checking someone's work or something, and I read on the headline, uh, AI already checked this. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it, but I don't know AI. But isn't that just horrible? So it, I get it. Like, they, yeah. con- they you subconsciously assumed Panda, your AI robot, hadn't it's, overlooked any defects because they're AI. They're a robot. But we they know. see everything. If people watched 60 Minutes a couple of weeks ago. Know, we know. I know. So you there need you to, go. You they need are, to overlook. You need to look at their work. Yes. But don't tell them the answer. Yes. <laughs> we need to keep things from the AI. Casey, this morning. Well, GMA had the story about AI using people's voices to try and oh. call you at home. And oh, it's scam ridiculous. You or call you on your yep. cell phone. And Casey says to me, he goes, He goes, he asked me a a trick question that only he and I know the answer to. And I gave the answer. And then I went, oh, no, Alexa's listening. Right. (laughs) I was hearing the answer. And I went over and I said, I'm unplugging Alexa. I don't have one of those. And we're having the same conversation. And we're coming up with our new, only we can ask this. Should we ever get a phone call where one of us sounded (laughs) like the other? And you should turn off your phones when you're having the conversation, too, because they're listening. Yes. It's wild. So anyway, they're on top of this, and social loafing is not what we thought it was.
But it's not healthy. It's not smart, and it's not good. We need to loaf. We need to be. So, we need to look over the work. That's right. We cannot. Say, uh, but 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 social loafing has been a term that they have used in science and psychology, where individuals they already know when they do group setting things. There's always people who sit in the back of the class. Oh, yeah. Take. Oh, I yeah. mean, we know this we from know school. Yes. Yeah, you always know who to work with in a group project and who. Yeah, not. yeah, yeah. So you get, this, you get someone else to do, do the work. But they for took you. it a step yeah. further wow. and thought, "What if the robots are watching? Will people get lazier? Indeed, they do." Oh yeah, <laughs> okay. Now here, this one just delighted me. Okay, it just delighted like me. <laughs> I love. I, hate I love when I'm reading a journal. <laughs> and I come across something that makes me happy. So okay. the average employee at a small business, and this was 8,000 small business employees. Okay. U.S. and the United Kingdom. Um, that people compose on average 112 emails weekly, dedicating about five and a half minutes to each one. But only 36% of those emails are ever fully read. And understood. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I give you my uh, inbox. Yeah. 8,443. Yeah. They spend 11 hours a week reading emails that nobody reads. And what are the no things that people them. don't like? What don't they like? If it's got more than eight sentences, click, delete. Give us the who, what, when, and where. Yeah. Unless it's delicate, tell me the delicate part in the subject matter. If they don't like the subject line. Delete this. How I this is how I run my email. This is why I don't read anything. That's not true, Lori. You don't read it because I do. No, I true. do. If I wasn't true. here, no, no, Julia, true. I I open the email, I look at who it's from, and I look at the subject line, and I just delete. I don't <laughs> open it because I can tell. Yeah, I can tell, but I open things from, from work. Dan Seaman, yes, from, from Amy, Amy Daniels, yes, from Brock. I, from I, I'm exact, but I don't ever like. I'm just like, why even bother? What do they? What do they want? And if it's a personal one, then I do like to, you know, and I'll read feedback it. from people. Yeah, we but open I don't usually those. answer anything like that. So, but most people typically disregard. They just about eight times a day, people are just dumping emails. So over, people over fifty percent of people miss important important events like meetings and deadlines. Wow! Like me. That's um, what else? Uh, also, people it. don't like receiving emails that they've already responded to. That'll okay, get you deleted. Here's the one that the maddening one for me. Reply all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we already got the email, and then someone who hits their answer to everybody. Reply I'm like, who? How? But you don't open it again. You just but it delete just pisses it. me off because yeah. then you get nine more of them. I'm like, right, come on! Right. But you. a lot of people. Think email is a dated form of communication. How are we supposed to communicate then? Text? We're never going to have thumbs anymore. Can we get back to picking up the phone and calling people? I, don't know. I, I try to do that now. I love um, that. I really. Yeah. I like that. So that's an interesting. They would let, people would like robots, I'm going to say, to do their emails. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. All right, well, they're already going to do most people's jobs. So I, I want to keep the one job I still do to yeah. myself. All right. Well, you know, let's talk about quantum entanglements because I know how you two love to talk about quantum physics and quantum, quantum entanglements, quantum, quantum leap, leap <laughs> in your spare time. And All I was time. paging through the journal Physical Review Letters, okay. which is just gave me a headache. Yeah, like it's, I, it's giving me a headache even here in the title. Okay, but, but here, 
Quantum entanglement. Do you have any theories about what that even means? Quantum entanglement? Mm -hmm. No, I'm not even going to guess. I mean, no, yeah, not even, no. It's something is, I no, I'm not even going to guess because whatever's going to come out of my mouth is going to be so dumb. The idea gives me anxiety, I know that. Because pretty much all quantum physics is a concept that seems to contradict itself every time you turn around to try and understand it. I knew it. That's why I quit studying physics. But quantum <laughs> intake, yeah, you can't. It's like, uh, anyway, can we time travel? Scientists are using quantum physics to show how it could be possible. But as I started reading this, I found myself in a quantum entanglement because I could not understand <laughs> The science, the experiment, the words. I'm just going to, in the words of Albert Einstein, spooky action at a distance. There you go. <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, in the words of gosh. Dr. Emmett Brown, mm-hmm. the flux capacitor. There That's you go. I mean, I'm just like, Whoa, I'm reading this. And then I come across this other thing and I'm like, this is called quantum, quantum entanglement. Yeah. People, mere mortals... It contradicts itself, quantum physics. Like, I think of a beautiful mind, and I think some of these movies, and they're doing the math, you know, like that. And it's like your mind, the way it sees and brain, it's so, it's beyond most people. Yeah. I would yeah. agree. Just yeah. even the word quantum shuts me <laughs> down. Except Quantum Leap. We love that show with Scott Bakula. Yeah, but oh, other God. than that, it shuts me down. And and that was time travel. Didn't he leap forward yes. and backward? And yes, back? yes, he did. Quantum oh. is always used in time, time travel. travel. Well, that now we know that. As, whenever you I hear finally it, made sense so of quantum So if I was going to guess, now if you ask me the question again, what does quantum entanglement, I'd say it means something about time traveling and things getting stuck or being in, uh, twisted up or That's mixed up. right. Look at that. Look at that. But now that I always know it means time travel, because I sat there, what does quantum mean again? Yeah. I mean, I'm showing my blindness right now. Time but I'm travel. like, what the hell does quantum mean? Time travel. Now we know. Time now travel. Know. Time travel. And the time traveler's that, wife was a, such a good boy. And such Audrey a bad Audrey Neffenfeimer. Yeah. And she attacks a dermist out of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Do you I guys still remember. Record? I'm sorry. She was one of our first guests, and I still remember her. <laughs> Being on our show and that book moved us. Well, we were we we were like, wow, you're an author and a taxidermist. That's <laughs> that's, that's a, a rare combo. That's yeah. a rare set. All right, all right, uh, Julia. Before you tell me what might be on tonight and squishing, squishing. Yeah, tell me what's squishing. Tell Grant and I oh. about squishing oh before God, I tell you, you this. That out. Yeah. Well, look at that. Oh. You've already moved on and you didn't even share with us. <laughs> no, I'm classic. Like, are you a squisher? And I thought this ought to be good. Does this mean like you're squeezing a little something or, or something? You're sitting on but, someone? Or? No, no, no. Take that off right now. <laughs> are you a squisher? It's about bugs. Do you squish them no. or do you let them out? Uh, no, I. If I can, I really will. Unless it's a fly or something, but I really will try and get a, a bug out. Of of the house or uh, but, I will not. I'm not a squisher. Okay, mm-hmm. so we encounter a, bug, a spider, a bugger pest five times a week, and most of us will squish. But twenty percent report they'll leave the squishing to someone else or send it out. Yes, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but like, what if it was a mouse? You'd just run and scream. Oh, no, I'd scream for Casey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And if it's a mosquito bite, I'm gonna mm-hmm. kill it. If yes. it's a fruit yeah. fly, yeah. I seem to have been not surrounded by flies for a few days. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad your flea so, infestation is I'm, settled I down. I just wanted to report I seem to have calmed <laughs> down I on that. that. 
Oh, I um, love the update. It was really scary for a while there. But anyway, <laughs> so you'll let a little, like a Chinese ladybug. I, oh, they're I will called, let no, it No, they're out. called Japanese ladybugs. Yeah. They're, even though I know, I know. But I figure it's going to freeze if I just flick it out. I, you know. Even box elder. To no. you, it's the Buddhist oh, in me. You can't <laughs> kill a box elder bug because when you they make kill, it, they make, they make, they make a stain, but they also leave a scent for their their family. Yeah, yeah, I always let them. I go. didn't have a problem with those this year. We sprayed the crap out of our house last year, and this year we had like three. I mean, it, thank you for sharing. It was a good year mm-hmm. for those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about the guy from Anoka and the giant pumpkin? Pumpin, I know. And the, the pumpkin's name was Michael Jackson, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, he's won two years in a row. Yeah. I had that story forever, and yeah. then I just never said you forgot. it. Well, listen, I got a story for you, and I'm not sure how you're going to feel about it. Oh, this is um, uh, it was released yesterday, and it's Boz Luhrmann, and it's a mini series that he's titled "Far Away Downs," and it's mm. going to debut on Hulu on November 26th. It's about horse racing. No, it is based on footage for Boz Luhrmann's. 2008 epic movie Australia. Australia. Wow. But the filmmaker has expanded the movie thanks to copious footage that was left on the cutting room floor, even though the final product was already very, very long. So he's repackaged it and now it's going to be a miniseries. Wow. He's just cut it all up. Hmm. I'll watch it. I hope that the shower shower scene is between Nicole Kidman and Hugh Jackman was. Pretty good. It was. I, you know, it follows Lady Sarah Ashley mm-hmm. as she travels to Australia to sell a cattle ranch named Faraway Downs that's tucked away in the outback. It's like a fancy hol- uh, Hallmark movie. It's, it's like so it. good. And it gets off to an unfortunate start when her philandering husband, whom she hopes to confront, is murdered before she even reaches the ranch. Okay. I it's have, called Faraway Downs. I love it. Yeah. When's it coming out? November. 26. All right, it'll give us something so to do. So they've just cut it all up. I, kind of, I will watch it. Yeah. I have to say something about yesterday we were talking about the CW new shows. Yeah. And I don't Sullivan's think, Crossing and I've the never Spencer watched Sisters. The Spencer Sisters, I'm three in. I love it with Leah Thompson. Mm-hmm. I don't even know the other name of the gal. Mm-hmm. I love seeing oh, Leah Thompson. Yeah, same. And she's there. It's a, it's a mother and daughter kind of detectives and it's quirky, but I love it. Oh, I've watched a half of episode. I've had no TV. I know time. you haven't had time. The but Pickleball, once we yeah. Yeah. Started at Pickleball. I've yeah. watched nothing. I'm behind and then on my housewives. Out visiting and stuff, but it's yeah. The house. Oh, oh, well, the housewives. Salt oh. Lake City. I loved when Mary Crosby had to ask her son, "Are you and your girlfriend who live in this house? Are you two married?" Well, I don't know. I was just, just I was like, this classic for a year. Yeah, for a year lived in mm-hmm. the house. She feels like there's a lot. Who described it the other day? Julia Fox might have. There was a lot. Up there, milling around. Yeah, I know I got something from Salt Lake City a week ago. Since when is it okay to drive in ski goggles? Okay, that was hysterical. <laughs> so this, that, I mean, Lori, I almost died. That seems dangerous. And well, then Meredith is talking about it the week before they ran off the road. And here her son is in a big vehicle driving to a area and he's got goggles on. And I thought, 
Goggles, I always slightly feel like, you know... Well, the newer goggles that you paid $350 for, their lenses are beautiful. It's like seeing better, and there's a polarized lens on it. And with the car they're in for filming has this huge sunroof. Okay. And it's bright. I'm just trying to... just for effect? It was... And he is so affected. Yeah, he really is. He is is so affected, Mm -hmm. whatever his name is. I mean, he will do anything for effect. And she will... Pump it up 17 times for a fact. What's the one word that she goes slashy when she's drunk? I've got, I've got receipts on you. Tell her have a whiskey. All right, everyone, have a good night. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.